So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very thankful that Dave and Anne already gave many examples about uh, what is going on in the Baudelian because I try to keep um, very, very close to the original question that was posed and did not have the time to prepare many things about the Baudelian, but rather um, would like to focus on a library perspective in general and give some Baudelian examples as they arise. <clears throat> so the, um, what I'm trying to say is that there are some things that really have changed um, through technology be, um, because access and dissemination have changed and others haven't changed. And um, for the libraries, this means that some things will change and other things don't. And I will try to explain what those are. So I won't give a long talk about library history here, but um, it's, it's very instructive to think about um, actually where uh, we come from and what it means for access and uh, dissemination. So the early history was about um, manually produced um, external representations of knowledge, I would say, so manuscripts and so on, and letters were already mentioned, for example, and they were collected in the libraries, and the purpose of that was, of course, to extend access and dissemination um, to these knowledge resources. In Gutenberg, in the Gutenberg era, this, this was, um, well, this saw an exponential growth. Um, many, many more of these knowledge resources could be produced on an almost industrial scale, and libraries invented um, things like catalogs. Well, they have been there before, but they, they, they were much more systematically introduced in that period. It was the, the golden age of, of, of the libraries and led to enlightenment and so on, and they um, had shelves to organize the knowledge resources and all that to maximize the access to and the dissemination of knowledge resources. Then jumping into the last century, there were word processors allowing to produce digital things. So now uh, we had um, PDFs, for example, for scholarly articles. The book was not anymore the central uh, unit of knowledge. And instead of shelves um, and buildings, there were directories and metadata and catalogs. And there was search technology in order to make these things discoverable because there was much too much there there are much too many things were much too many things to discover manually what is um, well maybe would have been possible possible before and they put things on screens so basically the same principle that had been applied before had been transferred into the 20th century so there is a kind of unit of knowledge you put them into a directory, and instead of putting them into buildings, they put them on screens. This is what happened. Now, <clears throat> and of course, the, sorry to go back, uh, objective of, of that was, again, to extend and maximize access to and dissemination of knowledge resources. Now, in the 21st century, this starts to become a little bit more 
difficult because the unit of knowledge is not so clear anymore. So if you consider a book, it has, a, um, has an integrated format. If you consider an electronic article, <clears throat> it also has a PDF format. But if you read an electronic article today in a contemporary fashion, for example, a PLOS article would be a, a, a good thing to look at, you can uh, access actually each individual item that is mentioned in the text. So the title is a different unit of knowledge, uh, and the figure is a different unit of knowledge, and of course the text, the bibliography, and you can refer to all these things in, um, in a specific way. You can copy the uh, DOI, the digital object identifier, for example, for the image. You can share it with others on the web. I'm sure Eric will talk about these things uh, later. And so what has happened actually is that this, this format that libraries was, were used to, these integrated formats, are disappearing now. Then you can access them from, ev from everywhere, so libraries are to be thought a physical thing. Um, now, uh, in, at least in the digital um, arena, you can access the resources from everywhere. And the other thing that becomes quite interesting now, particularly in the last five years, is that actually people are interacting with these now atomized knowledge resources in a very, very different way from before. So I said in the 20th century library technology, things were put on screen and, and not on shelves. Um, but now things are still put on screen, but people interact with them, for example, with their fingers. Yeah? And, well, I'm a trained uh, neuroscientist, so this is very interesting for me to look at that. Um, so now they really use very, very different senses to, to interact with it. And for libraries, this means that the paradigm of how actually knowledge resources are dealt with has really, really changed radically. But having said that, because I was taking the question of access and dissemination very seriously, um, Access and dissemination haven't actually really, really changed in that. So the role of libraries, even in this environment, is still to extend and maximize access to and dissemination of knowledge resources. So what stayed the same <clears throat> is that um, I think also in the future libraries will um, provide uh, or will stay a memory institution um, not only for physical resources but um, for digital resources in the future and try to extend um, access from the few to the many. That's the idea. But what has changed is now we're dealing not only with analog materials but with all the digital materials that are there uh, that these digital materials are atomized and very, very different from what we're, we're uh, used to, and that access and dissemination that formerly was very, very distinct from each other almost became one nowadays. So if you think of um, a rare knowledge resource in the past that was produced, um, well, somebody wrote a manuscript that was then put into the Bodleian, well, it was not the Bodleian, maybe Duke Humphreys at that time, um, and then it was only there in, in whatever, one copy or two copies or whatever. And people 
had to go there when they were in Salamanca studying, had to go there and access it, generate knowledge on the basis of what they see there and disseminate their knowledge from there. Now you access an article, you tweet what you think, and basically in this, in this um, paradigm, access and dissemination are not exactly one and the same thing, but they're very, very close together. So the implication here is um, for the libraries that um, they will become digital memory institutions, I think, and we are preparing for that in the Bodleian. Uh, we have to understand much better because of this atomization of knowledge um, what is the connection between these knowledge resources and, and uh, the human. I like very much Dave's slide on the different methods that can be applied um, to uh, a set of, of, of knowledge resources. I think this is exactly what we have to integrate in the, in the libraries to make um, and also to optimize access and dissemination and um, to transform the catalogs that, was, that were used to discover all these knowledge resources actually into context objects that can be used in, in these various uh, forms that are needed now to discover and use the new knowledge resources. And we're trying to build a semantic Oxford and helping that. And I'm uh, very, very glad that we can work with all those people together uh, that are here because we have amazing, we have actually been, as a university, been awarded recently as, uh, well, a small group, but it's anyway noteworthy as the number one university with amazing online collections and looking at all these presentations, I really uh, see that. That's um, an interesting task. So the conclusion is that access and dissemination have, has accelerated, technology has accelerated access and dissemination of knowledge resources somehow changed the nature of knowledge. This somehow is a very difficult thing I won't go into now. Um, and I think what where libraries don't have to change is that they stay actually um, disseminators and uh, facilitating access to knowledge resources, but they radically have to change their content. Thanks. <laughs>